Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing The Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Corner Booth Podcast. Big show today, a lot of football talk. You know, pretty quiet week, of course, you know, baseball, basketball, and the rest of the sports world. But so much happened after our podcast earlier in the week. There's so much talk about OBJ's other team, so is Le'Veon Bell. And even guys all the way down to, like, lonely little Kevin White. So it's going to be a crazy get week. NFL for agency is in full swing. So we're just going to get rock and roll. And, Mark, who's the first guy we're talking about today? Let's start off with the team that was just letting everyone go and then decided to pick up two studs in free agency, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. And they got bad man Earl Thomas, who got paid exactly what he wanted, and Mark Ingram, who they, they how the Saints ended up picking Latavius Murray. So Mark Ingram was like, well, shit, we couldn't work out a deal there. I'll just go to the uh, Ravens. A nice, interesting to see how that works out with. I'm pretty sure they got rid of Alex Collins because he got arrested for some shit. But – yeah, I think the Ravens had an awful first day in the tampering period, and then the actual day that the uh, league year started, I thought they did well picking up Earl Thomas and uh, what's it called, Mark Ingram. I love the moves. Mark Ingram fits their scheme. I still think they need to go after a little speed scat back in the draft to catch passes from um, Lamar Jackson. I honestly think the best fit is a guy like maybe Justice Hill or a guy like my boy out of Miami, Travis Homer. Good receiving back, hits the ball in the backfield, got a little burst to him. Because they kind of need a guy like that's offset Ingram. But getting Earl Thomas, that replaces Eric Weddle with a little more speed, a little more coverage skills. It is perfect for what the Ravens are trying to do right now. I think they still need to show up their, like, their front seven. But at least they kind of made up ground for what they lost in the last uh, week. Yeah. I love it. The best part is, like, so Ingram, I mean – I think it's funny how him and Kamara became the boys with the ski masks and shit. Like, and obviously, he, I don't know what he was asking for because if, if that's what he's asking for the Saints, I'm pretty sure they gave Latavius Murray very similar because I think he got, what, three years, 15 million, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the big thing is Earl Thomas. And the best part is he got paid very well. He's making $22 million in the first nine months of his like tenure in Baltimore. That's insane. 
I might never make $22 million in my entire life. He's going to make it in the first nine months. That's crazy to me. Um, and and he played – that's the thing. Le'Veon Bell sat out. Didn't even really get the contract that he wanted. I mean, he's, he's technically the most guaranteed running back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We'll get to him later. But Earl Thomas played, broke his leg, and still got what he wanted. Like, that, that – I, I, I'm a huge fan of that. Played – Broke his leg, gave the Seahawks middle finger. He did post a tweet saying he appreciated Seattle for everything he did, but he probably, I wish he would have gave the middle finger emoji to the coaches because that would have been so funny. Yeah, it was most good management, but, you know, listen, I, I, it, it's good to see that guys who get injured still get paid. So, I mean, honestly, right here, especially Earl Thomas, one of the best safeties in the league, I still think. He was asking for too much, but I'm just happy he didn't go to Dallas. So I, I give his whole Baltimore, I grade him a solid A minus. I still think I have a lot of work to do, but it's a lot better than where they were when we left off on Monday. Yep, I agree. And uh, so we'll just keep going. And a couple, a trade happened, which I, which is, I love the sign in trades because they're, uh, it sounds, like, what is, I feel like sign in trades are more of a, NFL, I feel like, I don't know, I think NBA, NBA, okay, so not, I want to say OBJ, but we're not going to go there yet Tevin, or not Tevin, not Tevin Coleman either, D Ford they tag him, I believe yeah, they tag him trade him to the 49ers, I think, I mean Kansas City's got no pass rush right now, Kansas City besides Tyron Matthew, looks like a ghost town defense, yeah, they already had an awful defense they get rid of D Ford, who might have lost them a chance to get in the Super Bowl. Um, but he was a good pass rusher, and he wasn't terrible against the run. Justin Houston they released. But D Ford on the 49ers. The 49ers also got Jason Barrett from the Chargers. So him opposite side Richard Sherman. The Raiders are just – or not Raiders. The 49ers is good at making moves in the offseason to make you feel like they're going to be good. And then, I mean, this year it's like they got to be – they got to be in playoff contention at least. They have to have something or else we're going to be like, all right, all the money you spent, all the players you acquired, and you still cannot make the playoffs. What's going on? They should go get Blake Bortles so they have a, like a, a backup. Not a le- not, he's not legit, but if, if, you know what I mean? If Grobble gets hurt, somebody has some experience. I mean, apparently our Eagles are going to try to make a run of Fitzmagic or Bortles. I mean, either way. Just go get a good quality backup who can take the who can like sit there and doesn't take away from the ego your quarterback. I can see if it's magic. That'd be that'd be interesting. But then I think Blake Bortles in San Francisco would just be a perfect match. But uh yeah, I don't know. 49ers, they're an exciting team. They uh also picked up Tevin Coleman, who we were Yeah, disappointed as Eagles fans. We uh wanted him to come our way, but that should that could be a dangerous duo with him and uh Jared McKinnon, because if McKinnon comes back and he's healthy, a little combo backfield, Tevin Coleman's already shown he's But it's so weird to me because they were not sold on on McKinnon being an every down back, but neither is Tevin Coleman. So I'm trying to figure out – I understand if they went after like a Mark Ingram or a Josh Howard because that's a perfect countermeasure to what Jared McKinnon brings to the table. McKinnon's a scrappy, he's fast as all hell – Ran out of the backfield, but he can't take the continuous beat. He's only five nine. Exactly. Little guy. 
So Tevin Coleman's 6'1", but he's a lanky dude. So to me, Coleman, who was never the ever-down back over in Atlanta, Devontae Freeman was, why the hell would you guide a guy who's not ever-down back? And because if they don't need to. Got, I'm wondering why the hell Philadelphia didn't offer more. That's a bargain bin. Well, like, you well, literally are saying why they got him, because he's splitting carries. They didn't need an every-down back because they had two backs. I think that I, I almost think though they should have gone for a guy who had more of a change of pace because you're throwing out the, like McKinnon and Coleman are so similar. I mean, yeah, yes, I mean, maybe Coleman that's a, is a there, rocket, but the thing yeah. is, like at the same time, like uh, maybe go get a power guy to offset him. I'm not sure. I mean, he's I more maybe of a would be a better fit with McKinnon. I mean, it might just be. I mean, your scheme fit guy might be what Shanahan wants. He likes speed back, and Coleman can. Lower the shoulder if he has to. He's a bigger build, and yeah, he's quick, and he's has some uh, his elusiveness. But I think it's a good fit for them, just because you said they don't want they don't they're both not. I mean, I think Tevin Coleman has the potential to be a every down back. We don't know. We never really see. We never seen really seen it except for last year when Devontae Freeman got hurt and Coleman didn't do too hot. But um, yeah, I just think with the Eagles part of it, though, I just think you've been harping on a lot that they're gonna you like want. Uh, Jacobs at 25 or that pick or something like that. I could see them getting it. And then Ajayi, he still could be coming back to the Eagles. But, yeah, I think well, the 49ers – Ajayi was rumored to uh, visit with the uh, Colts. That was the other thing. Your boy, Andrew Luck. So. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, I like that. Him and Marlon Mack. But, yeah, I think the 49ers are exciting. They always, for some reason, just – they're the team you hear about in the offseason now that Shanahan and uh, John Lynch are there. But we'll keep moving on. And we'll go to the team that we were just talking about, how they have no defense, and they decided to get Tyron Matthew, which is great, and that's the Chiefs. But then they also decided to cut a legendary safety in Eric Berry, who battled cancer. Everyone knows the story. He came back from lymphoma, and, um, yeah, and he had an Achilles injury. So I get that. Like, I get letting him go just because he, he can't stay healthy anymore, really. Um, but definitely hurts team because I feel like he was that leader on defense on and off the field. I feel like he was a glue to that team too even when he wasn't playing so to me I don't like the move. I get yeah, you're paying him a lot but at least try to work with restructuring his deal because Matthew likes to play all over the field Barry loved playing center field. I don't understand why they couldn't work together in the same back end of the defense and also just to me the locker room feel just doesn't make sense you're trying to create a new identity in defense. Why not have a guy who's been there, who is a defensive stud? Yeah, he got a bad break with injury. The dude beat cancer. Just, the whole thing just feels wrong to me. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we'll move on to a, a little lower of a, of a signing, I guess, is a re-signing. And that is Teddy Bridgewater. Is getting, he got a one-year deal. It could be up to like 14 after incentives, a.k.a. if he plays due to probably injury to Drew Brees or something. He's coming back to the Saints. He had supposedly a starting position in Miami. Didn't want to do it. I think he's smart for doing it. There's no reason to try to prove a starting role when you can just sit behind Drew Brees either this year or next year. By the time Drew Brees retires, I think Teddy Bridgewater at oldest would be 28. So he plays for five years as a starter for a good Saints team. Who knows? They're young. They're good. I love the move by Teddy to stay, and he's not risking an injury by being a backup. That's all I'm saying. He's still getting paid. I love it, too. Also, Drew Brees, scare, uh, Teddy Bridgewater scares me a lot less 
on the, than Drew Brees does playing against the Saints. So, but yeah, you know what? He's one of the the stories of football you kind of root for. The guy, the guy almost lost his leg in an injury, comes back, play in like goes to a good team. He's back, backing up one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to walk the earth. And, to, and hopefully to see him in a year or two be a starter, it's just it's the perfect story. I like it better than him going to Miami and him being a waste of talent. Well, because he knows that he's going to be – he's not going to be the guy in Miami. Like, yeah, you'll be the starter, but it'll be just like the next guy I'm talking about and Tyrod Taylor or Tarod, however pronounced it. Because if, like, he, if he goes to the Browns, like there's a chance that the Dolphins draft somebody. Yeah, they'll go get next Drew Locke or, or your boy Will Greer, and it's like, oh, no, we're developing them. You're going to yeah. just be there. So he might as well stay where he's at if he likes it. They're probably telling everything he wants to hear in uh, New Orleans. So I think it's a smart move. Uh, obviously, they only signed him for a one-year deal, which is probably tough for him. But, I mean, he's still getting paid like $15 million, even if it's 10 I'd take it. Um, but we'll move on to, like I said, to Rod Taylor and how he chose. He was another guy that could have been the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. But he was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going through that whole bullshit again. And I think he might enjoy being a backup because he is going to the Chargers on a two-year deal. Sit behind. I love Rivers. it too. Sit behind uh, Rivers, who never gets hurt. So yeah, hang out in L.A. Might as well be somewhere nice. Like, why would you want to be a backup in Cleveland? Other than the reason they, they might be good now, but go to L.A., live it up, be a backup. Uh, Philip Rivers gets hurt, the world will probably burn to the ground because it doesn't happen. Knock on wood. And. He knows that, that – I mean, I'm curious now if the Chargers will draft him because like, Taylor's not young. Like, he's not going to be a guy that – he's not like a Bridgewater. He's not going to probably be the guy they're planning on. He's just a backup. You know who, he's Tyra like a, was, who Tyra was a backup to at Virginia Tech? Marcus Vick. Yeah. So, like, that's how old this guy is, right? Like, he's been around for a long time. So, I honestly – you know what? It's just good for him. He's going to be like kind of like a Charlie Bass. He's going to finish up his career as a backup, and he's going to enjoy his life. That's what I'm saying. Might as well go out to L.A. I Coast, don't blame man. Like, I can't think of a better city to live in for work. But um, you also missed two moves. We didn't really talk about the pre-show meeting. Golden Tate going to the Giants. Three-year three, three, uh, three year deal, four-year deal? There's a three-year deal. It was four. Four-year. Okay. Yeah. So I was right the first time. Four-year deal. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, I wasn't really a big fan of the Tate move to begin with. So I don't really, like, as an Eagle, like, I, oh, great. We have another guy who just, you know, can't beat our corners deep but runs good routes. I don't know. I just, the move just kind of seems like, oh, it was just a guy for Eli to throw the ball to. As I say, you didn't even say where he was going. One of the Giants. Yeah, I was. it was literally next on my list. I was just, you know, mixing up. I don't want to put all the, the big free agent science all in a row. You got to mix it up, you know. But, yeah. I, I really wouldn't call this big. I'd call this kind of like, <laughs> Well, yeah, right. I mean, it's a, it's a decent name out of the wide receivers. I mean, we could talk about, like, a Tyrell Williams going to the Raiders. We could talk about that. I mean, but, yeah, Golden Tate going to the Giants, four years, $37.5 million with $23 million guaranteed. Good for him. He knows they're going to suck. He probably doesn't care, I guess, at this point. Um, there was rumored uh, we had a, a, a bad source say that he was going to go to the Patriots, and I was like, wow, he he's like a black Edelman. Like, he's literally like – it's literally like the same type of player, the same fit that all – like Belichick, and I was kind of like, wow, that would be a good fit for him. 
But as soon as you hear something come out and you don't see the Schefters or the rap reports and any of them tweeted out, it's usually not true. So didn't end up happening. Um, but I, I, I mean, I guess Golden Tate is the replacement for uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, I guess. I don't Much know. older, less speed, and less personality. Yeah, I, I, uh, we can just get into that right now. What a freaking day that was, Tuesday. Oh my god! At, like what, eight o'clock? The trade goes down. I was, I was live tweeting from the football account all day. I did not miss one big, maybe like the small signings, whatever. I'll just retweet something. I'm freaking am playing basketball. And, of course, one of the biggest trades that happened in, like, the last five years decided to go down. And it was a terrible trade. Really? You liked it? For both teams. I loved it. What in the world did the Giants get out of that? All right. Well, here's what I got. I love. So, I, you know me. I'm a socialite at the gym. I talk to a lot of people. A friend of my, my – one of my uncle's best friends lives with me at the gym a lot. And I, I talk to him. I'm like, listen. He's Giants. I'm like, so I'm like, Joe, what do you think? And he goes, I like it for both teams. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. Odell was never worth what the 49ers, what the Giants asked from the 49ers. Apparently the Giants were asking for the second overall pick. And Jerry Rice in his prime is probably what's worth the second overall pick. Not Odell Beckham. So the 49ers are like, yeah, I have it. So the Giants knew Beckham was worth a mid-first-round pick. Great. Between two and 17 is a big difference. What the excuse me, um, what the Giants get is they get a for another first-round pick. They also get Jabril Peppers, a versatile defensive weapon, kind of like a Tyron Matthew prototype, can play in the box, out of the box, nickel corner, whatever. Fits and is a kind of a good young replacement for Landon Collins. Great. They get another pick. So, you know, in the scheme of what the Giants are trying to do for what they needed to get back for their future, yeah, this doesn't make a single fan of the planet happy who who roots for Big Blue. But in their grand scheme of things, this is great. Because now you have, for the Giants, you have two first-round picks. You have another pick coming later. You've got a safety in Jabril Peppers who has a lot of promise and can be molded into the defense you want to use because he's kind of a, a very adjustable kind of player. For the Browns, holy God, this is great for them. You know why? It sells tickets. One, two, Baker Mayfield now has two legit weapons to chunk that ball downfield to besides Njoku. Now you got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt after suspension is probably going to get put on. That's a dangerous team. And I honestly think for Odell Beckham, this is great too. I was listening to you guys. And all, you guys all know I love Cowherd. I listen to him all the time. He was talking to Jay Glazer. Uh, he, like, he had a conversation with Odell. It was really weird. Like he, Odell like asked if like he could talk to Collins or Colin called him or whatever. And he said that. And afterward, he said it, Colin thought he needed a fresh start. And I honestly thought about that for some time. You're right. Because a guy like Odell came in the league, very immature, goes to the worst city for a, a receiver to go as a rookie who's a superstar. And all the fame, all the craziness. We forget Mark. He's two years older than us. Actually, no, one year older than us. He's, what, he's 26, 25? I'm looking to look up right now. I think he's 25. He's, like, he's, he's mid to late 20s. He's a young kid. 
I'm 24. Mark's 23. Like, Four. you're 24? Yep. Oh, shit. You're older than me. All right. Odell's 26. Odell's 26. 26-year-old kid. That's two years older than us. I still don't have my life put together. Neither does Mark. And the thing is, in New York, where you're a superstar and everything's getting thrown at you, I almost think getting a pull away and a fresh start from where he where he began his career, going to a place like Cleveland, where it's about football 24-7. There isn't the insane media. It's just football, Browns 24-7, and what a better quarterback to chuck him the football than Baker, I feel dangerous today, Mayfield. A guy who literally, if Odell's mouth off in the huddle, will probably sock him in the huddle. Because Baker don't give a hell. Baker don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, Baker does it by his own way and his own rules. I think that's perfect for a guy like Odell who can kind of fly off the rail sometimes. And also he's got his boy Jarvis there to calm him down as well. I love it for all sides. This is probably the best possible way I could have gone down. So I disagree to a degree. Um yeah, the Giants now have two first round picks. Drill Preppers is maybe was not used properly in um he I think he's a, he's a great he's a monster back. He's like uh he's like a Tyra Matthew Malcolm Jenkins type. He needs to just yeah, be all around the sh- field. I don't think he should play safety. I don't think he should play he he's almost more explosive offense player. I was watching highlight tapes and yeah. He, he just doesn't have a – he's like a, a, a like a mid-sized forward in the league that doesn't – in basketball doesn't know what the hell their position they're playing. He's just all over the place. You can't just tell him to play everywhere because he's not – like, I mean, whatever. Jabril Peppers, I'm a big – like, I was a big fan. I hope he ends up like, – actually, I hope he doesn't end up being good because it's on the Giants now. But you're losing – they're losing, like, $20 million this year after they just signed him from this big deal. Uh, they get – a first and then like a mid, like a third as well. And then Jabril Peppers for a guy that easily you probably could have got two for, if not this year and next year. Like, I don't know. I, and especially with the team that they have right now, all that they need, like, what are they going to, if they don't, if they get a receiver with one of those picks, one that's dumb, they, they got to build defense at least. Cause they have, they would, if all you do, all you needed was somebody to toss in the pigskin. They have Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Odell, Build that offensive line. Figure out the defense later. Like the Chiefs are like Chiefs defense was terrible. They did all right. Um, I don't know. I just think it. They could. I mean, I just don't think. I mean, yeah, the fresh start thing's great. It's just like getting a new job. You always think it's going to be good when you go there. Baker Mayfield and him. Yeah, Odell's really never had a quarterback and tell him what to do. Or had a big mouth. Look how well that worked out for Big Ben and AB. That got old quick, I guess, for them. I, mean, I wouldn't say quick, but they got over it and they started talking shit on each other. I think. Also, the difference between Baker and Big Ben is like way different personalities. I mean, Baker, yeah, Baker's is more intense. Well, Baker's a competitor. Big Ben is kind of like his ego. Yeah, Baker hasn't big. done anything. Exactly. Big ben, had, big, ben big ben had every reason to talk and say whatever. He's he deserved to be cocky and do whatever and say things to. A, B, whatever. Like, I mean, Big Ben deserved it. He's earned it. Baker's going to come in there and try to tell Odell what to do after a play happens. Odell's going to tell him to shut the fuck up. That's what's going to happen. I mean, I hope – I think it's going to – yes, the Browns are definitely better off. They won this trade, in my opinion. You think it's even, whatever. I don't – it's, it's, I think the oh, – no, 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 no. I don't think it's even. I think the, the Browns won. I think the Giants could have got 
more is all I'm saying. Maybe like a future, not next year's first round, but I don't know if they can even do three years from now. I mean, they could have got something else. That's all I'm saying. It's like the AV trade. For what the market was, I think the Giants took what they got, and they honestly made out okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to kill fans, but you can tell the IQ football fans, the Giants, regardless of what they did this year, were not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. Well, I mean, the, the, the Gettleman's just an idiot. Like he, you can't just say two weeks ago. I mean, you can, but just his bad look to say like we didn't sign to trade him, and then you literally are probably in trade talks the whole time. But the more that's important, PR moves. That ain't even like that's, that's not an, even about like you know being well, that's just him being PR moves. Like so, like the fans don't lose their shit, but. That's, terrible that's also that's also a team. PR move just in case like they don't get an offer they like and they keep them. It kind of quells the whole thing unless it happens. It's a safety that kind of move. Uh, I, it can be as safe as it wants to be, but it makes your team not trust you for a, a second. Like nobody on that team thinks that they're safe now. Well, there you go. Except for maybe Saquon's. Well, yeah. I mean, but then again, Saquon's a transcendent talent just like OBJ was. I mean, he's not as hectic or anything, but more important person in this whole thing and should get a medal of a Nobel Peace Prize. I don't care what kind of award we can give him. John Dorsey might be the greatest GM of all time. Whoa, watch it. Howie the I don't go- give a shit about Howie. That's, Shut can, your mouth. We all know Howie's good. But the fact that how many GMs have gone through Cleveland and missed out on every opportunity for quarterback, like – John Dorsey's been there for two years, and now they're projected to win their division. They are guys that actually wanted to go there. All right, you let's say see Baker, you can say, yeah, I mean, I still think this thing, Colin Coward, he's still going all Steelers and everything, which oh, could happen. Oh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. About Listen, I was not Coward rant this morning. I started laughing. I'm like, oh, 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 Kyle, come on, bud. First off, it's the Ravens' division to lose. I disagree. I think the Steelers are still. I think the Steelers are going to be 500. They just don't have any f- way to beat you on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, either like, but the Ravens literally have Lamar Jackson, who's got a year of tape now, pretty much. Mark Ingram, who's a good back, but we, I mean, Alvin Kamara has made that offense when he was playing, and they have no receivers, and now their defense just got Earl Thomas, and that's it. They lost to Jim Mosley. They all saw that. But like, the Ravens are kind of rebuilding. I don't think they plan on. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, they're gonna. Well, I don't know. The FC North is so weird to me because the Bengals are trash. The Bengals are awful. They're terrible. They're like the Browns of the years past. But I'm saying the Browns on paper are probably projected to win now. I think the Steelers still have – they have a chip on their shoulder. Who knows what – like they – I still think it's still the Steelers in my head, and I still think they could uh, sneak in there. And it's like – I don't know. I listen to – again, I listen to Cowherd, and he just kind of convinced me. I mean – he also could just be flat out wrong, and he's going to do when one Colin was right and one Colin was wrong. As his ultimate cop right. out. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he's just admitting that he was wrong, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. The Browns, John Dorsey has done something that no GM has done for the Browns. It blows my mind. And what he did in the Chiefs the couple years he was there, like, he, I wonder where he should go next. Like, go down to – uh, well, the Jets, we're going to get to that next. I mean, but it's crazy. That team, that Browns went from nobody wanted to go there to now uh, they get Jarvis, and then everyone's just like, oh, Jarvis goes there. Oh, Baker's got drafted there, and he's kind of fun. Like, let's go. And it's crazy. It's wild what the, the kind of players they're getting these days. But, so. 
All right, and then the next uh, big news, huge news. I got woken up at 12.30 in the morning, 12.30 a.m. Was it yesterday, two days ago? Two days ago. And I get an alert that says, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. I'm just like, really? We had to do this at 12.30? Can't we do this at 10 or something? I'm like sleeping. What is the Jets? (laughs) Okay, first off. We can talk about the Anthony Barr situation in a minute, but CJ Mosley is 6.30 a.m. Freaking Le'Veon Bell at 12.45 at night. What in the actual shit, New York? <laughs> like, I'm trying to sleep. Like, I love the move. I think it's great for Sam Darnold. I think Le'Veon Bell is a star, and he honestly going to New York, perfect. I think it's the best fit for him what was left. I mean, Oakland would have been great, but he's got to sit by Lynch for uh, – split carries with Lynch for a year. I mean, I don't think he would hate that. I don't think he wants to get all the carries that he gets just because it, like, tarnishes his 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 uh, endur- or not endurance, his long-term playing career, and he's all worried about getting injured and whatnot. But, no, I think the Jets is – Adam Gase making some moves. Uh, I think, surprisingly, with C.J. Mosley, Anthony Barr, I guess, uh, that was the weirdest thing. He decides he's going to the Jets and then backs out, and he's going back to the Vikings on the – Pretty solid deal. The first tampering move that goes bad. Well, it's just funny, too, because I guarantee – part of me would be like if the Jets – and I was like, ah, but I can stay with the Vikings. I don't have to move. I don't have to deal. <laughs> like, if you're on in New York, it's not like it's like – I mean, yeah, it's New York, but it's not really New York. It's New Jersey. It's all that jazz. But, um, you know, I think Le'Veon to the Jets is – I was happy with it. It's not a team that I care about or care – like, I don't like or do like. Um, he's back in the – in the green, he probably posted that a million times that he's back to his Michigan State green colors. I'm interested to see how Sam Darnold does with him because now he's going to have somebody to hand the ball off to that he can trust. Um, I think, yeah, like we said, we, we like to move. But uh, I just think it's funny he only got $2 million more guaranteed technically than he did when he got his extension offer in the beginning of last year. I mean, you know what? Maybe nothing fresh start. Maybe he was just done with Pittsburgh. That might have been nothing. He, he didn't like. He didn't like to win. I don't know. Like some guys are just sick of a locker room, dude. I, maybe after AB and Le'Veon Bell, maybe there is a problem with Big Ben. I don't know. I mean, just, I don't doubt that, but it's just like. But like, he's are you a really, really like, good quarterback? I told you he wasn't elite anymore, and you, like, scoffed at that when I said, I'm like, I don't think he's elite. I think he's not even a top-10 quarterback anymore. And you're like, oh, I'm like, uh, no, because I don't think – I would listen, there were ten, there was at least nine quarterbacks I would take over him, if not ten. So. I, I mean, I just – I thought – I'm pretty sure that our topic was, like, we were talking about all time or something or whatever it was. It, well, no, it wasn't all time. It was, like, right now, currently, I, I you said uh, – we're talking about Lee Cordes. Like I don't think Big Ben's elite. And you were I'm like, I'm still taking him in the playoffs over other quarterbacks that are. Uh, new. I would take him probably over uh, Deshaun Watson in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Did you say oh yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Watson's so not getting quarterback. Who's your nine quarterbacks are thrown in front of him? Um, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. Uh, Tom Brady, um, Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. 
I was, that, you definitely threw that in there just to piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> Phil Rivers. Nope. Um, Jesus. Not even close. Dude, Phil Rivers has literally done nothing in the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm messing with you. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell, How, nice and Russell Wilson ready, right? Yep. Yep. All right, uh, Jared Goff. Nope. <laughs> you're just gonna say everything I'm fucking saying. Right? Yeah, because you're wrong. There's no way you're picking Jared Goff over Big Ben. You swap teams, you're gonna put no. There's no way. It's not happening. I'm just saying is we're gonna <laughs> find out. Are you figuring out that I'm not? A, I've never been a fan of Big Ben. I'm kind of sick of his bullshit. I agree, but he just does things on the field that he, he look. He, he's a guy that can look like a lineman. And somehow play the quarterback position. It blows my mind. You see pictures of like him. They did the whole uh, uh, Thanos thing where they like drift off or whatever. And it's just it's just him and this. He's just a big dude. It's like yo, you're quarterback. Like what is going on? Um, but yeah, no. I mean, like I said, I don't even know how. Oh, we're talking Le'Veon Bell. Jets. They're probably not going to do much. If anything, they might get second. I mean, the Bills made some moves. Got Cole Beasley. Got John Brown, I guess. Uh, I, I don't like what the Bills are doing, man. Like they're like low key making themselves semi legit. Yeah, it just sucks to have a uh, a quarterback that's all hype and. You are just hating on my boy Josh Allen. Dude, just because he can throw a ball eighty yards and occasionally hit a deep ball, because he's got a cannon. I mean, yeah, he can run. Sick. You're such a hater. I am. I am a Josh. <laughs> I Alan love Josh Allen. Him and Baker, my boys. It's <clears throat> fun, but as I burp from drinking a beer, um, no, I, I honestly, I just, I love what the Bills did because they got the one receiver that a guy like uh, Josh Allen would love, and it's just chucking the ball a mile down the field. John Brown's a rocket. It's if you think of deep threats, who's a missile, like a missile for speed, it's like him, Jackson, and Tyreek Hill. So. Honestly, for for Josh Allen, this is great. He's literally going to call and say, all right, John, you're running a nine route. All right, good. Chuck it and just let him run after it. Like, what better way to build a quarterback's confidence than have a guy that can literally take the safety out of the play every time? I love it. Like I said, I think Josh Allen is going to be in the same boat as Lamar Jackson this year. Going to have a year – a video on him. I think if he runs and he's successful, then he's clearly good at running as a quarterback, but he's going to throw more picks than anybody in the league. Maybe Sam Darnold will beat him out just because he loves throwing interceptions. Maybe Jameis, who knows? Shout out John from uh, Seize the Bay. Jameis has the IQ of a potato. We just put that to bed now. He's a horrible quarterback. Yeah, but he's, he, I still think he's better than Josh Allen. No. Well, to agree to disagree, but, but yeah, so like I said, uh, free agency was crazy, left and right. It always is. This tampering, legal tampering, things kind of, kind of ruins the it whole. It throws you off a little bit, like really does. Well, it's just like I mean, it, it's always good for that one person, like uh, like uh, Anthony Barr, how who goes back. And I think last year, I forget who they said did it, but there's always one guy that always like chickens out and's like, shit, I don't want to move. I'm not doing any of this. Um, but, I mean, Anthony Barr going back is the only reason why Le'Veon was on the Jets. Because, like, I mean. They didn't have a cap room for him. Exactly. And the, there was talks that the Ravens were going to try to get Le'Veon, and he, they never even sent him an offer. So, I don't know. I, it would have left if he had This is so back. weird. It, it, this whole thing is, make, is so weird. 
And it, it honestly, I do miss the good old days where it was just like that first day, like it's the first, the second Tuesday in March, and your phone's blown up. It's like a thousand players getting signed at once. It's the best. But this is good too. I mean, listen, as an Eagles fan, I'm loving our moves. I'm very hopeful for the draft, and on it, you know what? It was a good week. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, it always cracks me up though, just because nothing actually like there is all a bunch of just hype. It's just like the draft. It like, is all this such hype. Like everyone, everybody that goes everywhere is going to be really good or be amazing, and this is the greatest pickup ever. And it's just like, yeah, at the time it feels great because you have all these expectations. But I mean, when the Eagles got Torrey Smith two years ago, I was like really pumped. But like he did well, but he was not the Torrey Smith of old. And it's that you're just excited. You hear these names like, oh, we got him. Like, oh, this is crazy. Right. Like, but I hear you. But now, because you're talking about hype, we're about to get hype right now because we're going to talk about which teams benefited the most from NFL free agency frenzy 2019. Mark, you get three picks for winners and losers, all right? Yep. So I'll go first for my winners, and then you go, then you go, and then we'll go back and forth for losers. So we're doing – that? All right, so my winners. Three, so a winner – we have three teams. They're picking three teams each, each, like, so six total teams. All right, so listen. This is not based off of how many players got signed or what happened. It's yeah. how it fits their scheme, how good they were the year before and how good they can, they can be now, and how little they have to do in the draft. All right, number three. This is not fan bias. I'm just looking at straight off paper what the teams needed. It's our Philadelphia Eagles. Malik Jackson fills a hole that we lost from Timmy, Jer- from Timmy Jergen and, and um, Michael, I need more money, even though I'm a, ben- a, a rotation player, Bennett. Jackson is a former pro bowler, athletic guy, Young enough where he can still take on blocks and be a good number two sidekick to Fletcher Cox. And he came very cheaply. Two, got the Sean Jackson back. Just not even the fan bias alone. What does he do? He's a good route runner and is one of the still one of the best deep threats in football. And what does he do? He allows to take the top off a of defense to allow our number one tight end, our top 15, top 10 receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. And our very underrated slot receiver, Nelson Aguilar, get free with an unpacked box. If we get a running back in the draft, even better. And we even got our, just got to grab the linebacker and freeze. This guy, Fort or Ford, he apparently started for the Steelers, so I don't, he must be okay. But I think the Steelers, my, the Eagles, my number three team. Number two, San Francisco 49ers. You talk about a team who had a lot of promise last year but was able to build off that so quickly. I love the D Ford move and I love the Tevin Coleman move because now you're not only building more weapons around Jimmy Garoppolo, you also now add another pass rusher. Cause what are the things that win in this league, Mark quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, and the Niners are building those up as well as possible. They got running game to take pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's come back from the ACL injury. They're my number two team. And number one, and, you know, I'm going to catch so much heat for this, but I love Beckham to the Browns. It is so much fun. And 
you talk about what did the Browns miss last year. And I'm not even talking just Beckham because I love Olivier Vernon even more than I love Beckham. Because what Vernon brings is he brings another guy offsetting Jurassic Miles. Miles Garrett probably was probably a top 10 defensive end already, if not top 20. Great pass rusher. He put Vernon alongside him. Now I've got two guys coming after him. That makes that defense even more formidable with those great defensive backs they have back there, all those young guys like Denzel Ward. And on top of that, you add a big play threat like Odell Beckham, who is going to allow Baker Mayfield to chuck the ball even more. And yes, I'll even throw Tyreek uh, Kareem Hunt in this. Because even when he does play, Hunt is a solid back. And even if it was just all the Chiefs system, because you saw what Damian Williams did, it allows Baker to be even better progressing. Yes, they have all the hype on them now. But a guy like Baker, who's had the hype around him for years since he got to Oklahoma, I feel like he's the one guy who can handle this kind of stuff. I feel like the Cleveland Browns are going to be a great team this year. They're my pick to win the NFC North and the AFC North. I think they're going to win at 10-6, and six, beating out the Steelers at 9-7. and seven, And it is going to be a great year for Cleveland. Mark, you're up. All right. So that was. So you, are we doing three winners and three losers? Just three. Three winners, three losers. I'm sorry, yeah. I went too long on this. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna pick three different just to make things interesting. And my number three winner, third on my chain here of. Uh, you can pick this if you have any of the same as me. No, no, no. No, it's not, no, not fine. Screw that. But in third, I am gonna go with the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell. C.J. Mosley, Jameson Crowder, Josh Bellamy. Uh, they re-signed uh, Robbie Anderson. They got that Kalichi Asamele from Oakland. Uh, he's a, a solid guard. They didn't really lose anything. Um, they were lateral more. Back, and I will say that. Yeah, they didn't really lose much. Um, I think that what they're doing there, Adam Gase is making moves. Whoever their GM is making moves. Um, they're definitely – they're definitely doing things very un-Jets-like, which is very odd right now with the Browns and Jets actually having their – like they're actually relevant, I guess you could say. Which is, they got I their shit think, together. That's what he's yeah, trying to say. Yeah, which I have never really seen in my entire uh, life. <laughs> um, other than maybe, I guess, the Chad Pennington years, but still. Um, but then my next team is kind of low-key at second place for me. is the Chicago Bears. Wow. Yeah. Um, Mike Davis at running back for only two years, $6 million is nothing. They'll probably get rid of Jordan Howard for something. They got Buster Scrine that they signed, a cornerback. That's the, for defense is already good. Cordell Patterson with Matt Nagy could be a great fit. Who knows what he could use with him. And then ha-ha Clinton Dix. They lose Amos at safety. He goes to the Packers. Talk about an upgrade, though. I will give you that right there. Yeah, so, I mean, low-key, they kind of did some things where not really mad. I, I mean, the Bears were already good. They didn't lose much. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to put them at second. And then in first, I got to ride and die with my guy, Chucky, and John Gruden and Mike Mayock killing it in Oakland right now. I've been on board with this since the beginning. I said this is just like if I was to simulate the first three seasons of my career and, like, Madden or something and just trade everything away to get first round picks. But they decide to go after it the second year with three first round picks, getting all these players with and still keeping and, their first round picks, which is insane. Yeah. 
Which is insane, but exactly. And then, I mean, they got A.B., they got uh, Tyrell Williams, um, they got the left tackle, Trent Brown. Um, I believe I need to look right now. I think they got a rush, an edge rusher. Um, not yet. They got LaMarcus Joyner, great safety. Jonathan Hankins, D-tackle. I mean, they did really freaking well. Mark Mayox, not an idiot. Um, the only person they lost is that Asamale, the guard, and Jordy Nelson they just released, which doesn't matter. I could see him just going back to Green Bay and retiring. Um, but, yeah, the Oakland Laders are definitely my biggest winner if I'm not picking. I mean, I feel, still think I'd pick them over any of the teams. You said Browns are definitely up there. But, uh, yeah, I think John Gruden, I've been saying, I've said it since the very first episode. Like, I think he might just be a genius, and he's got Mike Mayock, who's been doing this draft stuff now for the past 20 years. He's been involved. He's not dumb. Even Drew Rosenhaus is saying, like, man, he can negotiate the hell out of somebody. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders with my biggest winner of this so far. I mean, it's not over in free agency, but, yeah, my biggest winners. I love all of those. I really do. Like, if we're going to do a top six, I would have all those jumbled up. Because, you know what, <clears throat> I think maybe I would change out the Browns because I think I got a little overhype on the uh, – No, Odell. I mean, the Browns are definitely worth it. They got they, – it's not like they just got Odell. They got uh, – Olivier Vernon, Olivier Vernon, Sheldon Richardson, like oh, I, didn't, I didn't even mention Sheldon Richardson. That's interior defense was even better. So yeah, they got they got a lot. They definitely deserve to be. I mean, who else did they get? Yeah, Kareem Hunt, Sheldon Richardson, this Eric Kush. He's a guard. I don't know really who he is. See, the only oh. reason I threw with the Eagles and there wasn't even Finn by is I just the Jacksons move. See what I did there? Literally fit their team exactly what they needed, and it's such a Howie Roseman thing to do. Is literally. They didn't need to make the biggest splash this year like they did a couple years ago. All they needed to do was just make sure that they filled the number two receiver slot and the number two defensive tackle slot. And they went out and hit home runs at both positions. That's why I only put them at three. I honestly love the Jets, too. I'm almost just worried because I'm not sold on Darnold yet. And when I look at the Raiders, I love that pick. Who's your number two again? I'm spacing right now. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears was the one I had a problem with. Yes, they had a lot of good stuff. But, yeah, Mike Davis is Mike Davis. He's a power back. Good for Tyree Cohen. Whatever. Not Clinton Dix is kind of a B-plus safety. Yeah, but remember what you said in the beginning of this, the winners and losers. It's not about just the signings. They didn't lose anything either. That's very true. So, I you, you did catch me in my own words, and I do like that. But I'm just, you know what? If I was going to do all of our picks into a top six, the Bears would be six for me. That's fine. That's why I, I would honestly, three I honestly might then I put my Eagles at five, Niners at four, and then I'd probably put the Browns at three, and then your top two because I loved your. I mean, you know, your your uh, your three. I put the Jets at two, and then the Raiders at one. All right. So let's get to the losers. 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 All right. All right. First off. <laughs> Ah, Baltimore Ravens. That's my three. So, one, you lose half your defensive playmakers besides my boy Jimmy Smith. And, oh, my God, yeah, Earl Thomas, whose leg's half broken. And you get Mark Ingram, who's on the back end of his career. Here's why I'm not okay with this. Lamar Jackson has not proven he's a Michael Vick-like dynamic quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, whatever kind of talent. Like, he's improved he can win a game by himself. 
because you guys had training wheels on the entire year. Now your defense is hot trash. And you got more questions going in the draft and answers. So Ravens are my number three. Number two, Washington freaking Redskins. You paid so much damn money for Landon Collins. A box safety. It's not even like you went on got Tyron Matthew or Earl Thomas who can play all over the field. You got a guy who only can play downhill. His coverage skills are okay at best. I am not a fan of this whatsoever. And you know what the best part about this is? They lost Swearinger. They lost Dix. That defense is even worse. Oh, great. Case Keenum? Let the interceptions start flying. Dallas and Philly are going to have a friggin' payday. They might even be the worst team in their division now by New York. I'm not even sure anymore. So, and I got to calm myself down here because that was, that was just me going ape. And... All right. <sighs> All right. Don't forget, though. Don't. I, mean, I think your take on Landon Collins, yes, he might have got overpaid, but he's literally like top three, five safety. Oh, he's really. a top five safety. I'm not giving that. But they paid too much for what they're getting. I mean, you might be right. They but... paid him like he's a free safety. Downhill safety, you get paid less, in my opinion. I'm not sure. And then. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to gather myself a fun. So that was your. Actually, hold on. Actually, the Redskins, I actually screwed up. My Redskins are my number one because I honestly think they just <laughs> – Yeah, I was going to say, if that's your reaction for your number three, I don't know what your second and first one No, no, my be. second – my my number three was the uh, – what's it called? The Ravens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. My well, number two is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. And here's why. Because Jason Witten. Well, oh, first of all, yeah, Jason Witten. First of all, you have multiple holes now. Oh, great. You have Amari Cooper. That's awesome. Okay. You you got Dak Prescott. Great. He, he's an average quarterback. Zeke Elliott, one of the top three best backs in the league. Okay. A, a good offensive line, but aging. Good linebacking core. You didn't solve the DeMarcus Lawrence problem yet. You lost David Irving. Your, your safeties are not great. They're honestly garbage. That's why you beat the Cowboys last year. It chucked it deep. Yeah, you got Byron Jones. You lost Cole Beasley, your slot receiver. What are you doing? And, and yes, I get the Cowboys are like, we'll build through the draft, but I'm not seeing a lot of good slot talent this year. Um, there's only about two good safeties in the first two or three rounds. I'm starting to get this weird feeling that the Cowboys are riding way too high on their own supply. And they stuck too much to their guns. If they they could have met Earl Thomas halfway, and I guarantee because he's such a Cowboys fan, he probably would have taken it or at least driven them up for another million. They could have afforded it. They needed a tight end. They could have gone after Jesse James. I'm just not sold. Doubt like okay, so look. The three other teams that are in their division. You have the Philadelphia Eagles. They had about four or five holes in the defense. Oh, look, they go solve the number two. They got a deep threat. Now Carson doesn't have to, like, have everyone of the nine guys in the box every snap. They got a number two tackle to keep pressure off Fletcher Cox. They got a linebacker, Boston Prince, Jordan Hicks. Great. Washington. Washington is just screwy, so we'll ignore them. The Giants know they're rebuilding. So they... Got rid of all their, they got rid of their best player. They got rid of their second best player. 
Our third best player, sorry. I would put Saquon number two. So, what are the Cowboys' direction here? Because uh, I almost look like a Cold War between Russia and the U.S., between Philly and Dallas. Both <laughs> teams, very good. Both teams, a lot of talent. One team just won a Super Bowl two years ago and smells what that feels like. Has a quarterback who's been nothing but disrespected since Big Dick Nick got his money. The other team barely made it to the first round and they got clocked by the Rams and C.J. Anderson. Not even Ty Gurley, C.J. Anderson. And they're content with that. They better make some moves at the, at the draft or, or you're going to see Philly right back at their throats like they were two years ago. So that that is my number. Actually, that is my number one. I flip-flopped again. I, just, <laughs> I don't even remember who your team was. <laughs> okay, so number three was the Ravens. Number two was the Redskins. Number one was the Cowboys. And I, I, went, I, I thought you, you talked about like four teams for your Cowboys. That's why I was confused. <laughs> you know me, I, I get really into this stuff. You just got to focus on what I'm saying because I'm actually making sense. I'm just getting lost in the sauce. That's all. Listen, that's just on you, man. You got to stop drinking. <laughs> um, so, yeah. All right. So, you got Ravens, Redskins, Cowboys. Exactly. I'm going to start off with and third is the Vikings. Okay. The Vikings almost – they didn't sign anybody other than Anthony Barr to an extension, I guess. Um, they lost their safety, Sadehu. They lost Sheldon Richardson. They lost uh, Latavius Murray, who was getting good carries with uh, Alvin Cook. They still have – they couldn't probably pay for anybody other than Anthony Barr because – Because their Kirk Cousins contract killed them last year. Yeah, it killed them. So I think the Vikings really didn't make a splash. I mean, you don't have to make a splash to be a winner or a loser, but I just don't think they – I think they could have grabbed something maybe on – maybe on defense to help them out because like a corner because they were getting torched last year or maybe a, a more of a coverage backer because Anthony Barr gets torched by every tight end or even like a running back. So I'm going to go Vikings last. Um, second to last, I will go with hmm, – this is tough. I have a couple teams, but I'm – oh, Texans. Really? Texans didn't do shit other than franchise tag – Jadavian Clowney. They also lost. Um, Tyron. No. Oh, yeah, Tyron Matthew, yes. They also lost Kareem Jackson at the corner position. Uh, and Kevin Johnson, other corner. And then a lineman, Christian Cummington. I don't even know if he was any good or not, but I'm just looking at him right now. And I and all they signed is Tashawn Gibson, who's a pretty solid safety, but he's not Tyron Matthew. And then Bradley Roby, who's also a pretty solid corner, but for a one-year deal. I don't know. I just don't like what they did. I think they needed to make some moves. Because, yeah, they went too conservative. Yeah, I think they definitely went too conservative. They trust their team, which I get. I respect that. But And then my number one loser, and it hurts me to say it, but it has to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I Jacksonville agree. Jaguars paid Nick Foles, who is a Super Bowl champion. I hope he does well. Super Bowl MVP. Four years, $88 million, 50 some million guaranteed. That's an insane contract. But they also lost Malik Jackson, Carlos Hyde, Jeremy Purnell, Tashawn Gibson, uh, their kicker, Kai Forbath, Dante Moncrief. Like they, and they, they, Where they go? the Steelers. He's the, he's the, he's the replacement for AB. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I just think they didn't do much for a team that was struggling last year. I get they had some injuries, I guess. I mean, they lost Dante Fowler at the trade deadline. Um, I just think the Jaguars didn't do anything and or enough. I mean, I guess they signed Nick Foles, so they're committing for him. But maybe I guess they're, they might mail in this year and hope next year they can do it because it's four years. It's not like they expect him to win it, I guess, in the first year. But, yeah, I'm going to go a little, like I said, there's obvious losers in this. But I'm going to go with my three are definitely, I would say, most wouldn't expect. And the Jaguars are my biggest loser. But with all respect to Nick Foles because he got paid. Good for him. Good for Nick. It's a Hollywood story ending. Even if he only makes the playoffs once in those four years, he's still got his money that he deserved for essentially lifting a city up when they were so close and they thought all hope was lost. So you know what? I love it. I'm not I maybe I'm sure the Jaguars were the biggest losers, but they're in there. So that about wraps it up today. Mark, you got anything else? No, I do not. Love this time of year. Greatest week. Next greatest week's the draft. And right, it's, so the best part is free agency's not even over. Yeah, free agency's not even over. But Never ends. we will be releasing our mock draft next week. I will be doing it hopefully on my birthday because by then I will not be able to want to do anything else besides sit at my computer and look at a screen. Um, look for that. Now that Tevin Coleman's gone to another team, I can probably make an Eagles pick now. Um, but yeah, that's about it for us. See y'all next week. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your hosts on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.